AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. We love to explain quantum physics and the mysteries of the universe, but the mysteries of finance, not so much. Intuit helps you demystify your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Understanding standard deductions or interest rates can be very complicated and tricky with big potential consequences. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hey, Daniel, you know how in science fiction there are all kinds of fields? You mean like big, expansive lawns? No, I mean like force fields or energy fields. Oh my God, you know, none of that is real, right? What? Wait, the the force from Star Wars is not real? (laughs) None of it. Absolutely none of that is real. Wait, 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 what about like energy fields? Those are real, right? Energy fields are not real. But there's something that's even weirder, even cooler that is real. Wait, cooler than Star Wars? Cooler than Star Wars are quantum fields. And that's a thing that is real and is everywhere in the universe. I don't believe it. I think you just made that up. We physicists did, in fact, invent quantum fields. But it turns out, because it accurately predicts what happens in the universe, it might just be real. Is that like field of dreams? (laughs) Like, if you think of it, people will believe it. That's right. Quantum fields of quantum dreams. That's basically what being a physicist is all about, having quantum dreams. And and you're the Kevin Costner in the situation. Hi, I'm Jorge. And I'm Daniel. And welcome to our podcast, Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. This is Daniel and Jorge. This is the podcast you're looking for. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, on this podcast, we try to talk to you about everything in the universe. Things that are big, things that are small, things that are invisible, but fill the entire universe. Things that are everywhere. Things you had no idea existed, but determine everything about your existence. That's right. Today on the podcast, we'll talk about... Quantum fields. What are they? Where are they? Who are they? What are they good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Is it just a family whose last name is Field? Or... (laughs) It's a bunch of discrete playing fields somewhere. Quantum fields. You can have one field. You can have two fields. You can't have two and a half fields. They're quantized. But once you enter, you don't really know where you're going or where you are. (laughs) 
No, a quantum field theory is something you hear about, you might have heard it's part of modern physics, it's a theory that people use to do calculations, it's really awesome, it's impressive, but what is it? What is a quantum field? What is the theory of quantum fields? What relationship does that have to you or the rest of your life or anything at all? Well, it's more than just a part of modern physics, it's kind of like the, the foundation of our theory about the universe, right? That's right. It's kind of like the language of physics currently. You know, it's uh, quantum field theory is to modern physics the way like English is to Shakespeare. You know, Mm. we use the tools of quantum field theory to try to talk about what's going on in the universe. And it's remarkably successful. It's incredibly successful. Wow. Wait, you guys don't use Pig Latin? I thought that was the... We only do that when you come by, Jorge, to try to confuse you. (laughs) Um, But it's like the foundation of modern physics. And it's also super duper accurate like you guys are pretty sure this is the right way to to describe the universe yeah well on one hand it's super duper accurate like we can predict the way particles interact with fields and we can make predictions out to lots of decimal places and then we can go out and measure how those particles interact with the fields and it turns out those predictions are correct to like one in millions and millions. Mm. So, you know, you have on one hand, like a theoretical calculation that you've written down. This is like an idea that predicts an experiment. And then you go out and you check it with a super precise experiment and get the same answer. And, wow. uh, you know, it's so accurate that you think maybe this is the true story of the universe. This is not just like human ideas. This is like revealing the source code kind of thing. Mm. So you're pretty close to saying quantum fields are are true. They're they're like the truth of the universe. Yes, except that we also know they can't be the final answer. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, let, well, we'll get into it. Uh, but I will admit, I, I don't have a clear idea of what a quantum field is. Um, and we were wondering how many of you out there had some ideas about what it would be. So as usual, I walked around the UC Irvine campus and I asked a bunch of very friendly, very accommodating, very willing to answer random questions, UC Irvine undergrads, and I asked them, what is quantum field theory? Here's what people had to say. I have no idea, but I have heard of it before. All right. Um, it's probably related to quantum mechanics. Okay. Um... I'm not sure exactly what it is, but uh, I think it describes the different vector fields that you use in quantum mechanics. Um, maybe the way subatomic particles interact with one another? Cool. Um, similar to quantum mechanics, chemistry? Okay. I don't know what it is, but I've heard of it. Okay. It's something to do with general relativity, is it? Trying to marry that together with quantum theory? Are the waves involved um, and resonance of particles? Something like that, maybe? All right, some pretty pretty good answers. I feel like, though, the word quantum just gave it away. You know, <laughs> like if you ask, what is a quantum googly book? You can just say, oh, I think it's related to quantum particles, right? And you would be sort of right. <laughs> yeah, but that's not really an answer, right? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and we know one of those answers is actually not from a UC Irvine undergraduate. Mm. That's from a fellow who wrote in and said that he was disappointed with the quality of the answers that the undergrads were giving. Uh-huh. He thought he could do better. So I said, all right, here's the next question for the next podcast. Don't do any research and record your answer. Wow. And he wrote back a very humbled email. He said, okay, you're right. It's harder than I thought it was. <laughs> um, but he was still willing to do it. So I thought that was totally awesome. So he sent us he sent us his description of quantum field oh. theory. Do you think that we think in, in society today, we think we're smarter than we are because we have Google at our fingertips? 
you know, like we feel like we know everything because we kind of do. If we just give us a second to tap it on our phones, it's easier to access information. But sometimes that makes me feel less smart because I feel like I have less information actually in my head, and I'm relying more and more on these facilities that are outside my brain. You know, this even though the cognitive connection between me and Google keeps increasing, I don't feel like that makes me smarter. It just makes me plus Google smarter. Mm. What what about the day that you get you connect your phone through your brain or something? Then you're sort of technically as smart as Google. The, the day that I become Google, <laughs> <laughs> that's the singularity, the Google singularity. Yeah, we all connect our brains. We all become one mega consciousness. The Google. Man, what are you smoking over there today, Jorge? I want some. Pass that over. <laughs> it's the Googlearity. <laughs> the Googlearity. Yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, but uh, we, well, we know they're related to quantum theory, quantum fields. Um, so let's 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 break it down. First of all, what is a field to a physicist? Right. So a field is just it's like a fluid that fills all of space. Hmm. It's like it's uh, something that's everywhere, and everywhere in space you have a number. Right, And it comes from things like the electromagnetic field. People were puzzling a hundred years or so ago, like, how do two magnets push each other apart without touching? Right, There was this action at a distance mystery, like, mm. that's sort of spooky. Like a telekinesis. Yeah, right. Are they? How are they actually pushing each other apart? You know, and this really puzzled physicists for a while, and they came up with this idea of a field. Mm. The idea that each magnet has a magnetic field. It's this invisible thing that surrounds it, which will push on any other magnet that enters that magnetic field. Right, mm. and the magnetic field is strongest near the source of the magnet, and then it drops off just as you would expect. Because so they, a magnet super far away won't feel anything. And this came because they noticed that how one magnet pulls or pushes on another sort of depends on where you put them relative to each other, right? Like where you put it around the other other one. That's right. And so they came up, they said, well, wait, maybe every magnet generates in space this invisible thing we'll call in a magnetic field. Mm. And that's the thing that does the pushing. Right. And sort of a mystery that came up immediately was like, is the field a real thing? Is it actually there, a physical thing that's, that exists in the universe? Like, does it have substance? And can you play baseball on it? Or is it just a way that we calculate things? You know, just like a, a tool in our minds to help us understand things. Oh. Like, is it a thing? Like you said, it could be like a fluid or it could just be like a mathematical construct. Exactly, exactly. And that's a question people are still grappling with, right? One philosophical problem was... How can things that are not touching push and pull on each other? And they answer that with, oh, okay, we just invent fields. Oh. All right, now the question is, are fields a real thing or are they something else? You know, that's the joy of philosophy is that every time you answer a question, it just creates another question, which is just <laughs> as deep. But what do you mean by um, a field is like a number? Because the way I learned about it in engineering is that a field is basically something that gives you a number depending on where you stand or where you are in space. That's right. Every point in space has a number um, associated with the, with each field. So, for example, the magnetic field from a magnet, there's a strength of that field. There's a field strength at every location. So, as you're saying, you can ask, what is the field strength here, right next to the magnet? And you get a number. What is the field strength way over there, far away from the magnet? And you mm. get a smaller number. Mm. So, the magnetic field has a number at every point in space. And you can have different kinds of fields. You can have fields that just have a number. Those are called scalar fields. That's just a fancy way of saying a number. Uh Or you can have vector fields. You can have a field where at every point you have an arrow that points in a certain direction. Is it like kind of like a, are you saying it's a field is kind of like a map? Like it tells you what is at every position in space. 
Yeah, or a map is kind of like a field, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Oh. So you can think of it like a map. It says, how much magnetic field is there here? How much magnetic field is there there? Oh. And, you know, everywhere in space, there is magnetic field. And it's either strong or it's weak, right? It can be, if we're talking about like ordinary classical fields, like from 150 years ago, then they can be zero, right? No magnets mm. means there's a field there, but the field value is zero. Wow. So the question is, is a field just like a map that we hold in our hands that tells these things? Or are we actually living on a map, right? Like, is the field a real thing of substance? Yeah, and the answer to that question is we have no idea. And it's sort of a philosophical question more than a scientific one, right? If you have a calculational tool, a field, that lets you predict the outcome of experiments and that works really, really well, does it matter if it's really physically true, the thing that's happening, um, or just, or just the way that you do these calculations. What's the difference, right? Mm. Um, okay. You know, if we weren't here, would those fields exist, right? Well, that's not really a question you can answer because if we weren't here, there'd be nobody to answer the question or do the experiment, right? <laughs> so they're really tricky little philosophical puzzles, and that's a whole area of philosophical exploration that I'm totally not qualified to talk about, but mm. I often do anyway. <laughs> That, that's the basis of our entire podcast. That's the field <laughs> of our podcast. No, you know there's a huge um, conflict between philosophers of science mm. and physicists who think they're philosophers of science and spout off glibly sometimes um, in uninformed way in front of mass audiences and then get taken down by actual philosophers of science. Um. So that's a common mistake to make, which is why I wanted to put that qualifier out there in the world. <laughs> There's like an academic war kind of between oh, for sure. philosophers and physicists who venture into philosophy. Yes, exactly. Wow. Exactly. All right. And there are some physicists who really have learned about philosophy and can speak knowledgeably about it. And then there are others who think they can speak knowledgeably about it, but don't actually mm. know anything. Sounds like an exciting fight, ironically <laughs> <Absolutely>. speaking. <laughs> All right, so, um, so that's a field. That's kind of what it is. It's kind of like a map of space that tells you something. Um, and then you can have particles in these fields, right? Like a, a particle is part of the field or it's something that can be on a field. Yeah, so one of the most interesting things about field theories or theories of fields is it tells you that particles are not the most basic thing in the universe. That particles are, in fact, just vibrations of the field. Like particles are a real thing, right? Mm -hmm. We feel them, we see them, we are them. Right. But this tells us what they, where they come from, right? The rules, it tells us that if you want to understand how particles move, you really have to understand these fields because the particles are just vibrations in those fields. But vibrations of, of what? Of the fields, right? Like the fields are, you know, a thing and they vibrate, which means they have energy, right? And localized excitations of these fields, right? Imagine, for example, a big rubber sheet that fills the universe, right? Mm -hmm. It's totally flat, mm -hmm. but you could um, poke it and send a wave through it, right? Mm -hmm. And that wave can travel. It's energy that's traveling by oscillating this field. Right. And that's what particles are. They are oscillations in fields. But, but if I poke a sheet, it, it'll sort of dissipate. It'll go outwards and dissipate. Mm -hmm. But a particle kind of likes to stay in one place. Well, I don't know what particles like. I don't know if you've done any interviews <laughs> with particles. And you can, like, I know lots of particles. Into... <laughs> um, there's lots of ways to vibrate a sheet, right? You can vibrate a sheet so you get a localized packet that's traveling, right? It's easier to think about, for example, in one dimension, like instead of a sheet, think of a rope. Like if I'm holding a rope and you're holding a rope, I can wiggle it to send you like 
a little wiggle along the rope so you can get a message, right? Oh, I see. And you're saying a particle is one of these wiggles. A particle is a localized excitation of the quantum field. Exactly. And the crazy thing is every particle has its own field. So like in the universe, everywhere, there's an electron field. Uh And everywhere there's an electron, that's the electron field wiggling. Wiggling. And there's also a a, um, quark field, right? An up quark field. Everywhere there's an up quark, the up quark field is wiggling. Like a a particle is something that's causing the field to vibrate or it's like it is the vibration of the field? It is the vibration, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And so that's what we're all made out of. Like you and I are made out of protons and quarks and electrons. And so we're all just like massive collections of little vibrations. That's right. It's all actually vibrations, man. Those dudes that thought vibrations were everything, they were right. Good vibrations, um, man. <laughs> exactly. And so for if you like to think of yourself as made of particles and you wonder like, well, what are the particles made out of? Mm. Right? I mean, they might be made out of smaller and smaller particles, but at some point you get down to the smallest particle and what's that particle made out of? And you think, oh, universe stuff. Well, uh-huh. it turns out the universe stuff might be quantum fields, uh-huh. right? That it's the quantum fields that are oscillating that make a particle. Okay, so that's the definition of a quantum field. It's it's the stuff of the universe. We're done. Yeah, so a field is just like a fluid that fills space. It could, doesn't have to be um, quantum. It could be like electromagnetic or in, in any kind of field. Mm-hmm. But a quantum field is a field that describes the motion of a quantum object, like a particle. And so since we're dealing with particles and they move really fast and they have quantum um, mechanical properties, mm-hmm. we deal with quantum fields. Mm, okay, so uh, a quantum field is what describes... The things that we're made out of, right? Because we're all made out of quantum particles. That's right. And every particle that makes us up is actually just a vibration of one of those fields, you know? And it's a really different way to look at the universe. Like when physicists started and they were thinking about quantum mechanics, they were thinking about like, what happens to a particle, you know? Uh, what, What is this electron's story? It starts off over here and then it goes off over there. And that's the way we're used to doing physics, right? Like, you think about a ball. What happens to this ball as it rolls down the hill? Mm-hmm. It's very natural to sort of follow the story of the ball. So we tried to do that with us follow the story of the electron. Uh-huh. Problem is, quantum particles don't behave like that. Like they don't have a path, right? It's not like you're here and then you're here and then you're here. There's all this uncertainty. Right. But more than that, they're being destroyed and created all the time. Like an electron doesn't just fly through space. It flies through space, it turns into a photon and something else, then it turns back into an electron, and then it creates this other thing which exists for a millisecond and then comes back. This is like frothing mass of stuff that's happening. And the quantum mechanics we first developed couldn't describe that at all because it was very difficult to describe the creation or destruction of particles. Wow. So you sort of like reboot your thinking completely and say, let's ignore the story of one particle and just think about like, particles in general, right? Let's think about all the particles as just like vibrations of this sheet that fills the universe. And then we don't have to worry about the story of particle A and the story of particle B. Huh, because um, you're saying uh, an electron, if you think of it as a thing, and that thing disappears and turns into something else, then you're left wondering what happened to that thing. Yeah, like Kevin the electron, what is his story? He, he disappeared and he came back. Is it still Kevin, right? Like oh. in the quantum field theory version, like all the electrons are Kevin because all the electrons are the same, right? Every <laughs> electron is identical, right? There's no difference between this electron and that electron. We're all Kevin. <laughs> We're all made out of Kevin. <laughs> Turns out that's the answer to the life, the universe, and everything. Kevin. There's like 12 Kevins listening to this going, I knew it. <laughs> I hope we have more than 12 Kevins listening to this. Well, let's get a little bit deeper into it. But first, let's take a quick break. 
physicists are famously sticklers for detail. And when it comes to the fine print contracts and hidden fees from wireless providers, I've learned that there's always a catch somewhere. So when I heard that the Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, where's the catch? But now I'm convinced... There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online, so they cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass all those savings directly to you. So you can say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, draw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. All of Mint Mobile's plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash universe that's mintmobile.com slash universe cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash universe additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details how do you feel about eating plastic you went to a restaurant and saw plastic on the menu would you order it well turns out that we're all eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic every week yep that's right the products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. Yuck. Well, what can we do about it? Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. It's not complicated. Refillable cleaning products without sacrificing on design. Their products have a beautiful, cohesive style that looks great on your counter. My family got the sampler pack and it already smelled great when we opened the box. Everything works super well, stuff gets really clean and it's all super easy to use. So it's no extra hassle in our lives and we feel great knowing we're generating less plastic waste. Blueland has a special offer for listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash universe. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash universe for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash universe to get 15% off. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, so you're saying that the universe is not empty. It's like it's filled with these quantum fields that just kind of permeate everything. And they might be imaginary or they might be real things, but they permeate the entire universe. And we, like particles, us, matter, are just kind of like... Um, little vibrations in these fields. That's right. And they lay on top of each other, right? Every point in space can have an electron field and an up quark field and a down quark field and a Higgs boson field and electromagnetic field. We have lots of different kinds of fields. And, you know, it might turn out eventually that we figure out how they're all really just part of one big field. Mm. But right now we have lots of different kinds of fields that 
all sort of lay on top of each other. They're all the same size. They're all the size of the universe. Wow. Every piece of space has all of these fields. Huh. And some of them are zero-ish, you know, they're low. And some of them have energy in them, which is why you have the electron here. So if you have like an electron on your left, that means the electron field is excited there. And if you have an up quark on your right, it means the up quark field is excited there. And the electron field is not, right? Huh. But And they can sort of talk to each other, right? Like a, an electron, you could have a little vibration in the electron field. And then suddenly that disappears and it gets transferred to a different field and becomes a different particle. Exactly. And those are the forces. So quantum field theory can describe matter, that's what we've been talking about, but it can also describe the forces. Like the electromagnetic field is a way for charged particle fields to interact with each other, right? You have one electron over here, another electron over there. How do they talk to each other? Well, it turns out the electron field and the photon field interact. And so one electron can talk to another electron by shooting a ripple through the photon field, which is like sending a photon between one electron and the other. Wow, through another field. Yes, exactly. Wow. The fields couple to each other. They interact. Otherwise, it would be a pretty boring universe. Wow. And, and these fields fill the entire universe. So are they related to space? Like if, if space grows, these fields grow as well? Yes, exactly. It's a basic part of space, right? You can't have space without these fields, as oh, far as we know. What? There's no fieldless part of space. And every part of space has these fields. It's like there's a hum at every point in the universe. There's no quiet place in the universe. Exactly. And you might be thinking, well, what if you have empty space? Maybe all the fields are just zero, right? Uh -huh. Well, that's the fascinating thing about quantum fields, right? Because of uncertainty principle, because there's a maximum amount of information you can have, you can't have quantum fields be exactly at zero. There's a minimum amount of energy they have to have so they can bubble and slosh in a way that gives you that uncertainty. Wait, wait, wait. Um... There's there's kind of like an inherent energy in these quantum fields. That's right. Like they they're positive, I guess. They're they're not uh, zero. Exactly. You can't have quantum fields exactly at zero, and so there's always some energy there. And this is the energy of empty space, right? And that energy means you have energy, and, and it can like create an electron and a positron, which then annihilate themselves back into a photon or back into something else. Right. So this energy is always bubbling and frothing. And I feel like this kind of makes it kind of makes anything possible, right? Like before, when you when you were... <laughs> Is there something specific you wanted to accomplish with the quantum field? You wanted to do your dishes? Get away with, something I wanted to get away with or, or imagine that I could do. <laughs> That's right. Um, no, what I mean is, uh, in the sense that before, if you were keeping track of all particles, like if I was made out of the Kevin particles, mm -hmm. then there was sort of no way for me to suddenly disappear and appear over there. But now, because everything is a quantum field, I could just magically for some reason right <laughs> okay it's it's not like because we have quantum fields there are no rules right there are specific rules for how quantum fields interact with each other and and how things propagate through quantum fields right and you know so we still have laws of physics it's right. not like we're tossing the laws out the window and you do whatever <laughs> you like the parents are out of town right um there's it's just another way of looking at the universe okay all right i guess what i mean is um you know stuff can appear out of nowhere with these quantum fields yes yeah Okay. Yeah, it's certainly true that a lot of your intuition is wrong and the quantum fields tell us that crazy things could happen and then we do the experiments and it's right. right. Like quantum, quantum field theory seems to be correct. Uh. It's a pretty interesting view of the universe. You know, we think of it as big and empty, but really there's sort of like a like a little froth in the background, right? A little like simmering bubbling. Yeah, exactly. There's no place that's actually empty. There's energy everywhere and it's... It's filled with possibilities, literally. Wow. 
And it's a, it's a fascinating way to look at the universe, and it's led to a lot of insights. I mean, just like this mathematical way of thinking about things has revealed things about the universe that we didn't know. Hmm. Uh, for example, like what? Like the Higgs boson. The Higgs boson was just an idea, right? 50 years ago, Peter Higgs and several others said, huh, what if there was another field? We'll call it the Higgs field, <laughs> conveniently. And, you know, where did he get this idea? Where did this idea come from, mm. right? Who wouldn't want to postulate a field that fills the universe and is named after themselves, right? Do, do you think he named it after himself or people named it after him? Oh, there's a whole controversy there about who named the Higgs fields. And it comes down to um, who submitted a paper first uh-huh. and whether a paper is dated based on the submission date or the acceptance date. Wow. No, I mean, like, did Higgs write in his paper, I'm going to call this the Higgs field? Or did he just say it's the H or B, and then somebody said, oh, that's the field Higgs was talking about? Yeah, somebody later referred to it as the Higgs field because Higgs' paper has the earliest date on it. Mm. But he actually submitted his paper after some other folks. Their paper had a later date on it because the paper had the acceptance date on it, not the submission date. So somebody later gave Higgs credit, maybe inappropriately. Okay, so you're saying that these fields are not just kind of neat to think about, but they've actually led to real discoveries and real understanding of the universe. Yeah, it was a guy named Steve Weinberg who read Higgs' paper. He was looking at these fields and he was thinking, there's a mystery here, there's a pattern here that doesn't quite work. And that comes from trying to unify the fields. We've talked in other podcasts about how the electromagnetic field and the weak nuclear field, right, those two forces are actually parts of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they're very similar. But the difference is that the photon, the thing that moves the electromagnetic field, has no mass, right? It's it's massless. And the thing that moves the weak nuclear force are the W and Z bosons. They're really heavy. Mm -hmm. So Weinberg was like, if these are two parts of the same thing, how come one has no mass and the other one has a huge amount of mass, right? What could do that? Mathematically, like theoretically, how could you make that happen? And... The, the what he found was the simplest way to do that, the easiest, the clearest, like the without adding the minimal number of moving pieces, was to add one more field. And so he read that paper by Higgs, and he thought, aha, that is just the field we need. So he said, if you add this field, and it explains this mystery, why photons have no mass and why the W and Z have a lot of mass. Mm. But it, it you know creates another field that fills the universe. So let's go see if that's real. Wow. And But it, what's interesting is that there were other people positing other fields, right? Like it, he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one. Other people had similar ideas. And then there were other totally competing ideas, right. you know, for ways to solve that mystery oh. with other different fields. Yeah, exactly. So like I could say, hey, there's a Jorge field that permeates everything. <laughs> yeah, you could. And I would be a physicist. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, you're a physicist right here today on the podcast. Anointed. I deputize you. Yeah, all right. So if you wanted to propose a field, it would have to solve a problem, mm. right? Like why this field and not some other field. I see. And you'd have to provide a way for us to check. Like what in what experiment could we see the Jorge particle, right? Oh. Which is an excitation of the Jorge field, right? In the same way that the Higgs boson is an excited state of the Higgs field, wow. right? You'd have to provide some way for us to do that. And Peter Higgs did. He's like, oh, well, if you smash protons together, this energy, you should see a certain number of Higgs particles. Wow. All right, so um, I'll table that for my next career after being a podcast host. Um, <laughs> In a world where cartoonists <laughs> try to be physicists. Uh, before we keep going, let's take a short break. Hold up. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Okay, so yeah, it's it's like it's like really the basic theory of everything, you know, matter, light, forces, energy, any kind of everything out there, we describe it using quantum fields. Almost everything. Is there yeah, is there something we don't describe with quantum fields? Yeah, and it's always the same thing. It's the black sheep of physics, it's gravity. <laughs> it's the black right? hole of physics. Quantum field theory describes matter, it describes electromagnetism, it describes the weak nuclear force, it describes the strong nuclear force. It even can incorporate special relativity, meaning we understand what happens when electrons go super duper fast, close to the speed of light, right? But Quantum field theory is easiest when space is flat. I mean, we can do quantum field theory in curved spaces, but it gets really nasty. Oh. And space getting curved is exactly what general relativity says will happen. Mm. So wait, quantum fields, you're saying, don't work in space that is not flat. Like it, it, it only works in flat space. Not exactly. We can do it, but it's not easy. It's not a lot of fun. Oh. Why not? <sighs> Why not? Um <laughs> It's a, no, it's a great question. It's a great question. 
So the issue is more about figuring out how to get quantum field theory to explain that curvature, to generate that mm. curvature, to get a quantum field theory description of how space gets curved. Mm. Like if like if space curves or contracts, what does that do to a quantum field? Doesn't it just squishes it or, or bends it? Oh, yeah, you're right. It just squishes it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we totally. just solved that problem. Yeah. All right. Um, check that off the list of modern physics mysteries. Nobel Prize, please. Yeah, the squish function. Yeah, we'll just add the squish <laughs> function. Um, I think also the larger problem is that we don't know how to describe gravity in terms of a quantum field, right? Electromagnetism and all these other forces we can describe as oscillations in a field, right? And that field is associated with its own particle. The photon is is the particles is associated with a field for electromagnetism. Mm. The gluon is the particle associated with a field for the strong nuclear force. We've never been able to describe gravity in terms of a quantum field, like a gravitational field filled space and has a particle associated with it, the graviton. Wow. We try to do that. We try to, to do those theories and write them down, but you get crazy answers. You get infinities where you should get reasonable numbers and it just doesn't work. Huh. So even if you came up with the gravity quantum field and the graviton, it's still, you're saying by itself it's not consistent, even in flat space. That's right. It, um, we can't make those theories work. I mean, people have tried and people are trying and they're writing down theories of quantum um, gravity, but those theories don't make testable predictions that make sense. You know, they predict infinities. You know, what is the force between these two particles? Infinity. How much mass does this thing have? Infinite. Mm. So it, it makes um, predictions which are nonsense and we haven't been able to fix them mathematically. What if it does have infinite mass? <laughs> no wonder I feel so sluggish today. I have infinite mass. Um, <laughs> All right, so quantum fields, they permeate everything. They describe everything that we know about, almost, except gravity. Yeah. Except gravity. And, um, and, and they're amazingly accurate. Like you, you were telling me earlier, they can predict things up to like 10 decimal places. Yes, exactly. It's super accurate. Like if you exclude gravity, we can do these experiments and we can check them and we get bang on the right answer to as far as we can measure. You know, it's the kind of thing that makes me wonder if we really have pulled back the curtain of nature and seen the way the world really works, you know? Yeah, yeah, that sort of makes me all wonder, you know, if this is the way the universe works, what makes these fields? Like, what's, what's their origin? Where do they come from? You're just never satisfied, are you, Jorge? We explain matter in terms of particles, we explain particles in terms of fields, but you're like, I want more. What makes up the fields? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, how, far, how far does the rabbit hole go? Yeah, I mean, we've explained the way matter works in terms of particles and particles work in terms of fields. And so then, of course, the next natural question is, you know, what makes the fields? Are the fields actually just something else, right? Uh, the, the wiggling of strings or, you know, the dancing of tiny puppies or something. We don't know. And we don't know if we get that answer if there's not another question behind it, right, that goes right. even deeper. Yeah. Is there an end to this rabbit hole? We have no idea. And frankly, I hope not. I think it, the answer is clear. It's midichlorians, obviously, <laughs> making this, these fields. Absolutely. Yeah, that was definitely a documentary. <laughs> So, you know, the next time you are out walking around in the world and you look up at the sky and you are amazed at how beautiful things are, remember that deep down underneath, it's a hot, nasty, frothing mess of quantum fields oscillating and interacting and bouncing against each other and doing crazy calculations just to make your everyday world work for you. Yeah, I like to think of it more as happy fields. Maybe not so, like, nasty. What if they're happy fields? <laughs> 
happy. What's happy about these fields? They're like zinging and zanging and interacting with each other. And they're like never resting, you know, they're, they're not like slow, languorous, lazy fields, you know, these are hyper fields. But it's interesting. Uh, I think it sort of makes me think that maybe uh, in a way we are all connected, you know, if we're all just vibrations in these mysterious quantum fields of stuff, we're all sort of part of all, we're all connected, you know, we're all part of part of the same stuff that the universe is made out of. That's right. Me, you, and Kevin, we're all really the same. <laughs> Wait, which Kevin? All, all the Kevins? All of them. All the Kevins. We are all the Kevins, basically. <laughs> That's my new religion. The Church of Kevin. <laughs> the Church of the Flying Kevin Monster. No, we are all oscillations in the same universe-spanning fields. That is true. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed that quantum field discussion. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. And if you have some crazy concept in physics you'd like us to break down, send it to us at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Or if your name is Kevin, we have reserved an email address for you, which is kevin at (laughs) danielandjorge.com. That's right. And if you have secrets to the universe, Kevin, please send them to us at that address. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you still have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge, that's one word, or email us at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.